Welcome queen to the body love binge with me Victoria. Although we're all unique, honestly I'm no different to you. I'm just a girl who's been through some hard shit, figured out how to thrive and made it her life's mission to help others to do the same. I've beaten anorexia, bulimia, binge eating disorder and I'm a domestic abuse survivor. My intention for this podcast is to empower you with weekly episodes on all things food freedom, body love and of course juicy, yummy self-love so you can embody the healthiest and happiest version of you. Enjoy the episode my love. queens and kings. Ah, I feel so good to be back recording. I've only had a couple of weeks off. The episodes that you've listened to before this were pre-recorded. It's kind of Christmas time, so if you're listening to this in real time when it's released today, then happy holidays and I hope you have a lovely Christmas. I'm really excited to record this one because I get asked this question a lot and that question is usually based around how to be body confident and so I thought why not create a podcast episode with the answer to said question. Again the question is how to be body confident. I want to start off with a question like I usually do. What is body confidence anyway? Let's talk about confidence specifically first and foremost. So if we look at the definition of confidence, God Google says confidence is a belief that one is capable of successfully meeting the demands of a task. I'm just going to say that again for those that have done a lot of work with me um, and perhaps are working with me or those that have done a lot of spiritual and personal development work. I'm just going to repeat that and for all of you and I'm going to explain what the hell I'm talking about as to why I'm going to repeat this again in a moment. Confidence is a belief that one is capable of successfully meeting the demands of a task. So how does this relate to body confidence specifically then? It starts with the demands that we think we need to meet in order to be confident. Because you and I have grown up in the same or very similar society, I'm going to state the demands that many of you may think you might need to meet in order to be body confident. Example, being a certain dress size, having a bikini body, being cute, small and sexy, but not too short and not too cute because you've just got to have the perfect amount of cute and sexy. Being in proportion, because God forbid we don't all have hourglass figures. Having a small waist and a big bum, until the powers that be change it again to heroin chic. Having perfectly smooth, dimple-free skin. Being hairless from the eyebrows down. Having no razor bumps, ingrown hairs, random long nipple hairs and toe hair. And no, that's not just me. and everything else that I might have missed because there's definitely more. Can you relate? If I've missed anything, please tag me on Instagram and let me know because we can just start making a joke, a loving joke out of all the things, all the demands we think we need to meet in order to be body confident. I want to talk now about the be, do, have 
model. Some of you may or may not have heard of this because the be, do, have model is really key to improving your body confidence. And honestly, it's key to improving anything in your life. You see, most of us, and me included, until I was well into this personal and spiritual development work, most of us think we need to have the ideal body in order to be able to do the things we've been putting on hold until we've lost the weight, and then we'll be confident. So most people, I would say 95% of people in the world, live their life with the be, do, have model the other way around. So they start with, they think they need to have something in order to do something, in order to be something, ultimately happy, confident, successful, excuse me, whatever it is. But that's backwards because here's what I'm going to share about the belief. So you know I was being really weird with the definition of confidence at the beginning. It's because it has the word belief in it. Now, before I go into beliefs, I want to ask the mothers out there, including fur baby mothers, a question about child love. So the question is, do you know that you love your children or your fur baby? Or do you believe that you love your children or your fur baby? I'm assuming that you know that you love your children. It goes a lot stronger and deeper than just believing you love them. You know it, right? You can change your beliefs. So going back to the be, do, have model, most people live it backwards because it's this is this quote is from my best friend, Rebecca Kiger, who if you haven't been listening for a while to my podcast, then go and check her out. She's on previous episodes. We talk about each other all the time. She's awesome. So her quote is, and I live by this, it's your beliefs that create your reality, not the other way around. And so when, not if, you believe, so when you believe that you can be confident now, regardless of your body size and shape, then you can already do the things a confident person would do and then you will have acceptance and confidence and quote the ideal body because you're already doing and being what you desire when you think you need to have something. Does that make sense? You don't need the ideal body in order to have something you want that will make your life a hell of a lot better. You can change the have do and be model to the other way around, which is the way me and all the successful and, and personal and spiritual development people use the model and that's the be, do, have. So you don't need to put your life on hold waiting for some magical day that will most likely never come in order to be confident in the body you have and be happy in life. I'm not saying body confidence equals a happy life, but in general, you can change your beliefs about anything. It's not about your experience. It's not about what's happening to you is not the situation, it's how you respond and how you choose to look at that situation. So it's a lie that we're told from the moment we're born in order for, in order to keep us searching and striving and purchasing things that we hope will bring us happiness. So we're always consuming something because we're always on the pursuit of happiness and we think the perfect body will make us happy. We think the perfect partner will make us happy. We think shitloads of money will make us happy. And all of those things can bring happiness, can bring choices, especially the body part I'm going to go into, obviously. Having more money brings choices. 
Morning doesn't make you happy. Experiences can add to the enrichment of your already happy life because you choose to be happy from within. A relationship, uh, I'm in a loving, open, not open as in seeing other people, but we're open with each other always. I'm in a conscious, loving relationship that brings a lot of joy and adds a lot of enrichment to my life. It doesn't make me happy. I'm already happy within myself. He cannot make me happy if I'm not happy. And so I hope that kind of makes sense with regards to happiness. But as I was saying, you don't need to put your life on hold until you meet, reach this magical ideal body size or weight that you have in mind because it will never be enough. Trust me when I say it will never be enough. I've tried myself. I've been the quote perfect body and depending on what people think the perfect body is. I've been fitness modeling. I've been the person who wherever I go, everyone is like in awe of my body And it felt good at the time because I was living for external validation because I didn't validate myself and my values were looks and appearance because I was living in my ego, but it was still never enough. I was never truly happy only when I was getting the temporary highs of validation and it's, it's exhausting because then you're scared of losing that. And I had an eating disorder at the time anyway, so it was definitely not a good life to live. But I was interviewed by the Independent newspaper, which is a British newspaper, um, Yes, last week. This week on Tuesday, I put the link in this article if you want to read it for free. And I was asked to give my expert opinion on what I thought about buccal fat removal. Buccal fat removal. I mean, what the fuck is buccal fat, right? Well, it turns out it's the fat on our cheeks that people are having surgically removed in order to have a chiseled face. I know, like when the fuck is it ever gonna stop? And when, what the hell will be next? It will never be enough. So the question I'm sure you have for me, because I had this for myself too. Well, okay, Victoria, how the fuck can you just be confident then? Tell us the secret, right? So it's a great question. I just shared that your beliefs create your reality and not the other way around. What is reality? What do you think reality is? I'm going to have a sip of water as you just ponder that for a second. Reality is different for every single person. No two people share the exact same reality. Because your reality is how you see the world. And you see the world, my love, through the lenses, like glasses lenses, through the lenses of your conditioning and past experiences. You can remove these lenses when you are open to changing your beliefs. When you change your beliefs, your reality changes. That's why... When you change on the inside, everything outside changes for you. And this is exciting because it means that you can literally change your whole life for the better by changing your beliefs. And I'll get to exactly how you do that shortly. But I want to talk a little bit more about these lenses. When you're conceived... And yes, I've not gone crazy. I am talking about you as a cell. When your mother's, I was going to say your mother's sperm, that would not make sense. When your father's sperm and your mother's egg connect and the magic happens and you start to grow into a human, I'm talking about this stage of your life. 
at this stage of your life, when you became a sperm, no, when an egg and a sperm became you, you were not wearing any lenses of conditioning or experience. You were simply a pure soul that was living currently in a cell that is the cell is growing to be said human body that has not given anything a meaning. You just are. God states, I am that I am. But that's going way too deep for what I want to share here. And I appreciate not all of you are kind of into that vibe. Although I guess most of you are, but either way, just think about that for a second if this speaks to you. God says, I am that I am. When you were conceived, you just are. There was no meaning for anything, right? So picture this. You're in your mother's womb and things start to change. So currently in this story, you have no lens, you have no conditioning, you have no experience to see the world through. I mean, currently you're in your mother's womb, right? But your unconscious mind, which you do have when you're simply just a couple of cells together, because the mind isn't the brain. Your mind is every cell of your being. So your your unconscious mind, when you've just been conceived, absorbs every single thing in its environment from the day you're conceived. Yes, I'm not going crazy. And yes, it starts as early as this. And so let's say when your mother was three months pregnant with you and she was called fat by somebody in a negative context, you would have felt your mother's reaction to that insult, because it was given as an insult, not that fat is an insult, but of course society has made it into one, you would have felt that insult, which would have most likely been embarrassment and shame that your mother would have felt. And then pop, all of a sudden, you have the first lenses to see life through. And that translates to being fat is shameful, being fat is bad right? You consciously or unconsciously, because remember, your unconscious is always listening. So you consciously or unconsciously hear your granddad being racist and then pop. If you can't see what I'm doing, if you're listening to the podcast, go and check out the YouTube video. I can't even see myself because I have my notes in front of me. But when I say the word pop, I'm like doing glass face thingies with my hands and my, and my fingers. Anyway, you, you hear your granddad being racist and then pop, you now have racist lenses. This is what bias is. You don't even know you have it. You see your mother's friends reacting joyfully at your mother's weight loss and you see your mother smiling and then pop, another lens. Losing weight is good. Losing weight makes people happy. Losing weight gets you attention and is celebrated. You notice on TV or at school or both that the fat kid is being bullied and then pop another lens. In order to be accepted, I must be slim or at least I must not be fat, whatever the hell that means. Can you imagine how many lenses you have? How many lenses we all have? Imagine all sorts of things like this happening from the day you were conceived until you were around seven years old. Up until around seven, your brain waves are primarily in theta, which means you don't yet possess full consciousness, which of course is the ability to analyze, access, assess, think about, judge, 
or reason any incoming information from the environment. All the new information bypasses the conscious filtration and so instead it just goes straight to the unconscious mind. Simply put, children during the first few years of their lives up to about seven years old are basically walking around in a state of hypnosis. Meaning, unlike an adult who hears something and has the mental ability to analyse it, question it, judge it or reject it, children don't. Instead, they just accept it because the critical thinking is absent. It's not there. It's not available for them to do. And so can you see, pun intended, why you feel the way you do about your body with all these lenses on? When you change your belief, you're removing one lens at a time with understanding and compassion and replacing it with rose-tinted ones. I mean, of course you can, choose to not replace your lenses with any lens at all, which is, to be honest, deep spiritual work and will bring you to a place of peace and emptiness. When I first really grasped and understood what I'm sharing with you, that nothing means anything unless we make it mean something, that if I hadn't had all this bias and conditioning and all these lenses that I'm wearing, thousands of them, then life would just mean nothing a tree would just be a tree, etc. I kind of felt weird and a bit empty, but you do get peace with that. In my opinion, it's much more fun and human to choose to look at life through lenses that make you feel confident, happy, sexy, etc. And I've linked in this article that I've just written and that I'm reading from as I create this episode, an incredible read that I would recommend. In fact, I'll pop it below on the podcast and YouTube as well. An incredible website that if you want to learn more about how our childhood affects our life, then definitely go and check that out. It's it's such an interesting read. And so let's go into changing your beliefs then because I've shared that your beliefs create your reality, not the other way around. I've shared that when you change your beliefs, your whole reality changes. I've shared why you have the current beliefs and the lenses and the conditioning that you have, your biases, you know, like we all have racial bias. No matter, I mean, I don't believe I'm consciously racist because I don't, and I, even, even this is probably a problem, saying I don't see colour, I just see a person, And that doesn't mean I'm ignorant to the fact that people are racist and black people are treated differently. There's so many layers to all of this, but unconsciously I have this and I don't like it about me. And so I'm always questioning things whenever anything comes up. And I tell you what, each and every one of us will have a shitload of fat bias and fat phobia and all of that, which is why you're here, which is what we're going to work through together. So I've shared with you why you have these lenses. Now I'm going to share how to change your beliefs in the best way I can in a podcast because ideally I would need to coach you through changing your beliefs, not because you pay me to coach you, but because it takes me asking you questions to uncover your limiting beliefs that are, be- that are beneath the current limiting beliefs. Trust me, you'll have a shitload that you're not even aware of 
It takes me coaching you through that and the support in between each coaching session day to day. But as I said, I'm going to do my absolute best now to share with you in a, in a podcast how to change your beliefs and so you can therefore be body confident. So I'm going to stick with the theme of the title of this, how to be body confident as I go through this example and step-by-step way of how to change your beliefs. So the first one is always identify them. So write down all the reasons why you, so not people, not situations that you're trying to control, but you can't do something or why you can't change something in your life. For example, in terms of body confidence, let's go with your your writing down would be, I can't feel confident in my body unless I lose weight first. So you always need to identify your limiting beliefs, otherwise you can't you can't do anything about it if you're not aware of them, right? So in this context, let's go with I can't feel confident in my body unless I lose weight first. Step number two is recognize that this belief or beliefs are not yours. You weren't magically born or conceived, let's go even further because that's the truth, you weren't conceived at point of conception, you didn't have these beliefs. Most of you didn't have many of them after you were born, that comes later as well, but you weren't born with them. So where did you learn it from? And let's say out of all the lenses that you're currently wearing, the ones that's influenced you the most in terms of body confidence equates to you can only be confident if you look good, otherwise people will make fun of you. It's hard to say where I've learned this from as it feels so true to me. I guess knowing what I know now, I've learned it from everywhere, TV, magazines, school, my parents, my friends, everywhere. And so as I said, step number two is finding out where you've learned that from because it's not the ultimate truth. In fact, I've shared this before and I'll share it again. The only truth in the universe is true for everybody all of the time. That is like gravity, the law of attraction, the laws of cause and effect, all the laws of the universe basically are the only truth for everybody. And so number three is imagine how you would feel if you didn't believe this belief that you're that is really limiting for you right now so just play make-believe because of course this is make-believe at the moment but just imagine that you literally had the inability to think and to believe that how would you feel what would that make space for and how would your life be different and so to in in order to answer that step number three with what we're going with here with body confidence if I had the ability if I had the inability sorry to think that I can't be confident unless I lose weight first then I would feel free and almost like a weight has been lifted I would just feel free and at peace it would actually make space for me to be confident anyway in the body I have And how would my life be different? My life would be completely different because I would do all the things that I haven't done yet, that I haven't felt confident enough to do because I'm putting it all on hold until I've lost the weight. So just ask yourself these questions as we go through for your own limiting beliefs. 
Step number four is a choice. You can choose to let it go and don't worry, there's more steps because that is just such an airy-fairy personal development thing to say. Just let it go. Well, how the fuck do you do that? Bear with me. But number four is choose to let it go. The belief that you're working with as you go through this is simply a story. It's a lens, right, that you've been told, that you've been conditioned to believe. I'm assuming for most of your life. So can you absolutely know this belief to be true or does it just feel true to you? Energetically choose to let go of that belief, understanding that you weren't born with it and it's no longer serving you. So to answer this in context of body confidence, it feels true for me. So it's really hard for me to do this stage just to quote, let it go, but I'm willing to work with this and choose to let it go, even if I don't know how yet, as I can't be absolutely certain that it is true. I'm sure there are people that are out there that are confident regardless of their body. So the belief is definitely not serving me as it's stopping me from truly living and I'm constantly failing diet after diet. I feel worse about myself the more I fail. It's a spiral that's just going downwards and I feel shit. So if I can let it go, and Victoria, you say I can, I'm willing and ready to do that. So this is just practice to like energetically just let it go. It's not yours anymore. It's like, and again, this is from Rebecca's teachings. She shared with me one time, and it's a great vision to think of it this way. If you had a sofa, two sofas and a chair in your living room, and you wanted to get a new three-piece suite, like a new sofa and chair and whatever, you wouldn't just bring the new sofas into your living room when you already have all your sofas and chairs in there because they wouldn't fit. You would have to remove the old ones first before you can bring the new ones in. This is like the same as beliefs. I think another Buddhist teaching, and I can't remember what this book this was from, was similar to like a glass of water. If you have a glass of water and you put red food colouring in in the glass of water, no matter how many drops of different colours you try to put in that water, it let's say you're trying to put yellow in there, the glass of water will not turn yellow no matter how many drops of yellow you put in until you empty the glass, get rid of all the red food colouring, take the lenses off, pour yourself a fresh glass of water no lenses at all, just completely clear. And then you can add the yellow food coloring and then you'll have yellow water. Fuck knows why you'd want red water or yellow water anyway, but that was my example that just came out of my head from the Buddhist teaching. I don't think he used food coloring there, he used something else. But can you see that you can't, you need to let go of something before you can have room to bring something else in. The same with a boyfriend. I mean, I'm sure some of you have done this before. I know I certainly have in the past, which I'm not proud of. You can't have another boyfriend until you've, oh God, this sounds so bad. You can't have one another boyfriend until you've got rid of the, the first one. You know, in my context here, right? Okay, so as I was saying, step number four is choosing to let it go. Step number five, create a new belief you would like to believe. It's worth me reminding you here that you are a creator. 
Don't be saying, no, I'm not, I'm not very creative. That was my old story. Just because I can't draw does not mean I'm not creative. Just because I can't make art for shit does not mean I'm not creative. The same goes for you too. We are all creators. This is the reason that we're here, to create. I create episodes, I write, I create words, I create stories, I create content, I create transformations. What do you create? You get to create your own new beliefs. And so my question to you now becomes with step five, what would you like to believe For example, with body confidence, I would love to believe that I could be confident in my body, in the body I have now, without losing weight first. That's what I would love to believe. Just feel how that feels in your body when you say that new belief to yourself. I know you're playing make-believe right now as you go through these initial steps, but just notice the feeling of if you were to believe that, how amazing would that feel? you get to create this for yourself. Step six becomes find evidence to support this new belief. Because at this point in the step process, you'll most likely intellectually get, so you'll intellectually understand and get it, that it's possible for you to be confident without losing weight first. Yet it still feels like you're lying to yourself. This is because, number one, you still have objections to believing this new belief and, number two, one of the most important ones, you haven't got any evidence to support the new belief being true for you yet, okay? So I want you to write down any objections as to why you can't believe this new belief and then take each one through this whole process that we're, that we're going through together now. And I also want you to follow people, speak to people, learn from people who were struggling with what you're struggling with right now and that have overcome it. Like me, for example, there's a reason why you're listening to this or watching this, right? This is showing your unconscious mind that number one, it's possible for you too. If it's possible for me, it's possible for you. And number two, it's safe to do so. And so if you intellectually understand this, but it doesn't feel true for you yet, this is where we really get to work. And this in context to body confidence specifically, and I've written this underneath in quotes as if like I'm still playing this role here, the the, uh, evidence, sorry, find evidence to support your new belief. The objection to this evidence for me would have been other people with a similar body to me can be confident, but I just can't. I'm different somehow. This is where I need to coach you through this objection personally. My first question to this objection would be, why can't you? And then we would get into so many different layers from your childhood most likely. And that's my most favorite part to get to the root of where this belief was born from until you're like, oh shit, that was where it all happened and this was why. And then therefore I created a story to protect myself from my childlike brain that I can't be confident unless I lose weight first. That's just a story. So I want you to go through your objections and if it helps, I want you to finish this sentence. I personally can't be confident unless I lose weight because, and all of those are your objections that I want you to take each one through this whole process. 
and meet everyone with love and curiosity, this is where, again, actual coaching is so helpful and transformative. Number seven, step number seven, act as if you already believe it. In your stretch zone, not your panic zone, as not to re-traumatize yourself, act as if you already believe your new belief. And so I have, there's three different stages that I work with with clients and everyone has this stage, me included. You have your comfort zone, you have your stretch zone, and then you have your panic zone. If I'm asking a client, which I never will because I'm a great coach, to do something from out of their comfort zone into their panic zone, that's actually not going to be helpful for growth because it's re-traumatizing the person. However, I will always ask the client to go in their stretch zone because otherwise growth doesn't happen. If you're in your comfort zone, you're not growing. And then over time, your comfort zone becomes bigger, 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 bigger. Your stretch zone becomes further away from your comfort zone. Your panic zone becomes even further away. And so ultimately, you've got this huge comfort zone and then everything's a lot easier. And then of course, you continue to keep challenging yourself in your stretch zone to get your comfort zone bigger. And that's where life really gets exciting and all of that good stuff. So I want you to know that this is the most key part of this process, acting as if you already believe your new belief. So I want you in this context, in this scenario, act as if you are already body confident. How would a person who is really confident in their body, how would they dress? How would they act? How would they walk? How would they think is most important? And then do that. And then all the reasons why you can't do that, bring them to me, to coaching, through this process, and then go from there. And the last one, number eight, is repeat it until you believe it. Your mind needs evidence to support your new beliefs. If you want to find evidence, then you will. As this is the reticular activating system at work, this is the RAS, what happens is your brain literally seeks out things that are important to you. So let's say, for example, you you decide you want, no, I need to use this in a, in a, body, in a body confidence context. You want to be able to be confident without losing weight first. If you have that and you've made a decision that you want to believe, I can be confident without losing weight first, your RAS, your reticular activating system in your brain, will get to work for you, finding proof that it is indeed possible for you to be confident in your body without losing weight first. It works both ways though. So if you're constantly thinking that you won't, it won't work for you and that you can't be confident, you're the only one that's completely different to everybody else. Trust me, I felt like that too then you'll also, the RAS will also continue to find reasons why it's not possible for you. So you need to consciously choose. You don't have to consciously believe yet, this is what the work does, but you have to consciously choose that you want to believe your new belief. You learn all your limiting and positive beliefs through repetition since you were a child. You were modeled them over and over again through things that you saw, experienced and heard, either consciously or unconsciously, as you already know. And so you can create new beliefs, 
Granted, you can't be a child again with a different upbringing, but you can believe new beliefs. You can rewire your brain. You can release stored trauma and create your own reality. And again, just those few things that I've shared, it does take help and support from a professional, but you can do it. And everyone's different. And so repetition is super important to then embody the new belief and therefore create a whole new reality for yourself. When I ask, when I, what I ask my clients before we start working together on the consultation call is number one, I mean, I ask a lot more than this, but at the end of the conversation, if they're, if they're, if we're wanting to work together, I ask them, okay, number one, are you willing to change your beliefs around food and body? The second question, are you then willing to have different beliefs around food and body to most people? If the answers are yes, both of the answers to those questions are yes, then I know 100% that that client will be living in food freedom and body love. Zero doubts about that. Zero. Is that, I'm going to say it's that easy. It's that simple. It's difficult because it can be challenging. It's that simple to change your whole fucking life. Trust me, I've done it. And so as I take a sip of water, sorry for those on the podcast, I really want to revisit acting as if because this aspect of changing your beliefs is the most important part acting as if you're already body confident and I'm going to share a quote with you that I definitely have shared before on my podcast by Charles Cooley and he says I'm not what I think I am I'm not what you think I am I am what I think you think I am So I'm just going to let that land with you for a moment before I say it again. I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I'm what I think you think I am. Remember what I said about the lenses. You can take all the lenses off and then you'll be left with nothing, meaning anything. A tree is just a tree. A flower is just a flower. A dog is just a dog. Chocolate is just chocolate. It's not bad. It's not good. A small body is just a small body. A large body is just a large body. No meaning, no positive meaning, no negative meaning. It just is. I am that I am. It just is. But remember the part where I said it's so much more fun to put lenses on that make life seem fun and happy and loving, right? I'm going to read a quote by Albert Einstein now to put this into context and to wrap this bit up. There are two ways to live your life. One is though nothing is a miracle. The other is though everything is a miracle. I said the word one really weird in that quote. (laughs) I'm going to say that again, more normal. There are two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. Sorry, I'm just laughing at myself. Oh my God, Victoria, as if you're laughing at that. I have such a strong inner child, you know, I just think things are hilarious when they're not even that funny. (laughs) Okay, but seriously now, nothing means anything 
until you give meaning to something, right? And so whatever story you give to something, it's all bullshit anyway. So you may as well choose to tell yourself a story that makes you feel good. I'm not going to sit here and say to you, the truth is everybody in the world loves large bodies because that's a lie. I'm also not going to say to you, everybody in the world loves small bodies because that's a lie too. They're both bullshit stories, both of them. The truth and the only truth and nothing but the truth is there are small bodies, full stop. There are large bodies, full stop. There are all different kind of bodies, full stop. That's the world of nothing means anything. Kind of boring, right? You may as well create a story that helps you feel goddamn amazing about your life. So this is the, I know it sounds too ridiculous to be true and almost delusional, But my question to you is, how do you want to live? Do you want to live in a reality which feels so real to you because it is real to you? Do you want to live in a reality where you fucking love yourself and your body and your life and you eat whatever the hell it is you want and enjoy all of it and choose health and nourishment because you also want to if that's important to you and just be happy? Or... And yes, maybe you'll be living in your own reality bubble, which we all are anyway. You might not have the consensus of everyone around you agreeing with that, but it doesn't matter because you're happy. This is what I want to get across to you. Or do you want to live in society's um, vision of reality, which is what you're living in now? How is that feeling for you? So that is the power of creating your own reality. Yes, we have a a societal consensus that fat is bad and thin is good, but that's because we're just living in dogma. And dogma is a belief or a set of beliefs that is accepted by many without being questioned or doubted, aka society. We get to doubt those beliefs and create our own set of beliefs and start living in our own goddamn reality. A reality where we live as the authentic versions of ourselves, which is all based on self-love because all we are is love. Every Everything in the universe is ultimately love. Every act is either an act of love or a cry for love. Just think about that. So confidence is a feeling and confidence is a choice. It is not a body size. The same goes for sexiness. Sexiness is not a body size. It is a feeling and then it emanates outward and people are gravitating towards you, right? People often think they have to become confident enough until they can wear something or until they can do something. They say, I can't go on a date or go to a party or wear a bathing suit in public because I don't feel confident enough yet. Of course, I fully understand when I hear people say that. I used to say that, but it got me thinking, you know? If you think about it, in regard to the activities that most of us say we're not confident enough to do, it doesn't really make sense. Going back to the meaning of confidence, a belief, I've not got it in front of me, but something like it's a belief that you have the ability to meet the demands of the task. So if we were to say, I'm not confident enough to do a presentation at work, that could fit the definition of confidence because if we didn't believe we could present clearly 
or had the knowledge to share at said work presentation in the first place, which would be the demands of the task, it would then make sense to say that. But putting on a bikini or going on a date states no demands, only from dogma and society. To wear a bikini in public, you just need a body and a bikini and there you go, you have a bikini body or just a body wearing a bikini. Where does that bullshit term come from anyway? A bikini body. Well, no, because your body's not a bikini, is it? It's just a body. So if you wear a dress, are you a dress body? No, you're just a body in a dress. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, to go on a date, you don't, you just need to show up at the time and the location on the date and be yourself. Any other story you're telling yourself is just that. It's a story that you have learned via your upbringing and social conditioning and all the lenses you're currently wearing. And those stories are keeping you from truly living. And the truth is, we don't usually feel confident until we've done something anyway. On the contrary, we become more confident through the act of doing something, right? So you say things like, I won't feel confident in my job, for instance, until I've done the job for a while. I won't feel confident in my driving skills until I've spent some time behind the wheel. Remember the first driving lesson you ever had? Oh my God, I hated it. I did not want to drive ever. Now you drive without even thinking about it. It's the confidence competent loop. I might not feel that I have a good enough body to wear a bathing suit until I've worn a bathing suit a few times and noticed that I didn't combust into flames when doing so. If you're waiting to feel confident enough to expose yourself in a way that you haven't in a long time, if ever, that feels that sounds a bit weird to expose yourself, lol. Honestly, it's a waiting game that you could go on for the rest of your life. On the contrary though, if you feel the fear and do it anyway, be unconfident when you're trying something new and see how your confidence is built up through exposure and experience, the confidence competent loop. You've just got to start. And I want to wrap up this episode with something that's really, really key. It's a foundation of all of the work that I teach and that is body acceptance. Body acceptance is the foundation to all of this because once you accept yourself as you are, flaws and all, body confidence just becomes easy and natural. Have you ever seen a woman or a man who is not seen as society's ideal, just completely oozing confidence and being fully comfortable in their own skin? Isn't that beautiful? Even if you have a judgment about that person's body, you're still probably wishing that you could have their confidence and self-assurance, right? I know I used to. When you know yourself and accept yourself fully, exactly as you are right now, without changing anything, you will experience absolute freedom and liberation. People can judge you for various reasons all they like, and they will, by the way, they will, but it won't hurt you anymore because you know who you are and you own all of who you are. And that's freaking powerful. Not only will you be living a free 
and liberated life for yourself, you'll also be giving others permission to do the same. Not that we need permission, but we think we do. I thought I needed permission to just be me. It's a win-win. So tell me, queens, and any kings listening as well, when you get up every morning and you adjust that crown of yours, because you all have a crown, metaphorically, what are you going to start doing now that you have been putting off until you felt confident enough to do it? Because it's time to truly start living. Because if not now, then when? Have you not had enough of putting your whole life on hold until you've lost weight? I'll be happy when? No. You can be happy now. You can be confident now. If you need support with this journey, step-by-step support in one-to-one coaching or in a group environment, then reach out to me. I'm here for you. There's many ways you can work with me. All right, my loves. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for um, being with my silliness today. I don't know what's got into me. I'm actually due to bleed any day soon on my period. So pretty tired, but I kind of feel like I have a lot of childlike energy today. Either way, love you all loads. Any questions, anytime, just DM me, send me an email. I always reply personally and much love. And again, if you're listening to this as it's released, Merry Christmas. I wish you a beautiful and blessed Christmas and New Year today and every day. See you next time. I hope this episode was everything you needed to hear today and more. If you love this podcast, then please screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram or Facebook stories and tag me at Victoria Kleinsman so I can share you with my audience and we can get my podcast out to more women that need it. Also, I'd be super duper grateful if you could rate and review this podcast as it really does help others to find it. Thank you so, so much in advance and I'll see you on the next one.